thing I love about Laravel is for the types of applications I build, for any given use case, there is a clear solution and pathway. I just about never encounter scenarios where I need to do something and there isn't some kind of system in place uh, to make that possible. And I'll give you the first example off the top of my head because I worked on it last week. This is one of those to-do items that has been on my list for a year. And it's never that urgent, so I never get around to it, but uh, I finally did it last week. So as you likely know, if you were to tweet a link or, or post a link on Facebook, uh, they, they implement the Open Graph protocol. So they will check to see if you have certain meta tags uh, on the page. And if so, they will grab that data and use it for a title or a description or a thumbnail or, or an author or lots of things like that. Which means if when a person tweets a link to your video or your blog post or your course, uh, if you want that to have a nice thumbnail automatically attached to it, if you want a description associated with it, yeah, you, you can implement this protocol. It's very simple. Again, you're just adding meta tags to the head of the document. But if you think of a site like Laracast where we have hundreds of series, it ends up being pretty time consuming to create these thumbnails, especially the, uh, well, we have the, the thumbnail that's included with every series uh, that Adrian works on. But then if we want more of a rectangle, uh, a, a large summary thumbnail to go with Twitter or Facebook, we would have to design those. So what I've been doing up until now is uh, for, for the larger series that get a lot of traffic, we would create those manually. But I've always known, okay, this should be automated. This is something we can do. Uh, we just need to set aside two or three hours to, to knock it out. So I finally worked with Adrian to, to make this. Uh, by the way, Adrian is the head of design at Laracast. Uh, we finally worked on a template that could be used for any series. And then all I would have to do is substitute the icon and the title and the description, and we're all set to go. Okay, so think about what needs to happen here. We need some way of saying, all right, anytime we create a new series on the site and in the database, we probably need some kind of job attached to it that basically says, okay, you've created a series, let's fire off a job. And as part of that job, we need some way to generate an image specifically for this series. Now, of course, with PHP, there are image functions built in. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I can never remember them. They're pretty esoteric. It's one of those things you have to come back to every time. Like image uh, create, image create from, from JPEG. And then what do you pass to that? The file name, I'm even looking at it now. Uh, image create true color function, image color allocate. It's, it's something you're never going to remember. Um, so, so I remembered seeing about a year ago, I think Mohammed, who works at Laravel, did something similar to this. And I saw the guys at Spotsy did something as well with their browser shot. Um, extension. You can probably find that. Look for Composer, Spotsy, S-P-A-T-I-E, Browser Shot. There it is. Yeah, that's what it's called. Anyways, this is a pretty cool package. So it's a wrapper around uh, Puppeteer, which is a headless Chrome browser. So what you could do, if you think about it, is you can create a view to design your thumbnail however you want. So in fact, if you were to, to visit a particular endpoint, you would see your styled thumbnail. But now we want to turn that into an image. So we could use Puppeteer and their, their browser shop plugin or package to effectively take a snapshot of that page and then save it as a JPEG or a PNG. And then at that point, all you would need to do, 
Uh, you can either save it locally, or in my case, I upload it to S3. And then you'd make sure, or then I would make sure that every series page had the necessary um, open graph meta tags that will now link to that S3 path to where the large summary image should be stored, right? So again, what that would mean, what our test would be, uh, might be, okay, when a series is created, a job should be dispatched that will use the browser shot package, uh, which subsequently uses Puppeteer, to load a view, take a snapshot of it, uh, convert it to, to base64, uh, and then take that base64 uh, image or decode it, uh, and then upload that to S3. And of course, make it, make it public on S3 in the process. So then that will return, or you can then fetch the path to where that image was uploaded, and then you can save that um, presumably as part of, of the, the series record in your database. Maybe a field called large thumbnail points to the path to where the large open graph uh, summary image is located. And if we take that approach, it automates the entire process. We never need to open Photoshop or Illustrator or, or whatever Adrian uses. We don't have to manually do it if it's always going to be the same. So it takes two to three hours to write the code for this, but then you never have to do it again. And then if you think uh, on the Laravel side, everything that needs to happen there is done automatically. Because as you can imagine, you don't want to do it synchronously. The process of, of delegating to Puppeteer, taking a snapshot of a page, it's going to be time consuming. And, and you don't want that to be included as part of your, your form submission to create a new series. That would need to happen separately uh, in a queue. So now we can see for things like this, you need some kind of event, some way to say, well, when a series is created, you need to work with jobs and queues, all right? So we need those facilities in place. And then it's useful to have different drivers possibly. So, so often uh, people always jump for, for Redis or, or Memcached queues, but you can probably do it in the database. People are, are squeamish about that, but unless you're Twitter and you're not Twitter, you can do so much of this stuff in the database. You know, like even um, as an aside, things like um, push notifications, can you just do polling instead? Well, if you're building Facebook, no, of course not, but you're not building Facebook. So you could probably get away with basic polling instead of using uh, some kind of real-time push notification service. And the same would be true for, for things like queues. Uh, so with Laravel, there should be a, uh, let me check, a, where is it? A database uh, queue driver. And that will just store your jobs in the database and then pull them and, and you're good to go. Probably in 80, 90% of cases, that's going to be just fine. And when it's not okay, you're, you're already going to know it. You're going to know that you're at a scale where um, it's not appropriate. Anyways, that's an aside. You're going to need queues and jobs available. You're going to need some kind of event system available. Of course, you can do it manually with um, one of Amazon's SDKs, but you're going to need some system in place to upload the image to S3. And it's always confusing, so it's nice if you have a package available that's built into Laravel through the storage API. So in my case, like I'm looking at the code right now, I have, uh, I'm using it as a facade, and I have storage. I call the disk method to pass in the S3 driver, and then I say put, which is a method. We pass in the path to where the, the image should be uploaded to S3, which bucket and which directory. And then I pass the, the image itself, which is the base64 decoded version of that snapshot that was taken using uh, Spotsy's browser shot package. 
anyways, we're getting into the weeds, but but the point is even the use, the use case is really simple, right? When I create a series, take a snapshot of this template, upload it to S3. But when you break it down, all of the things that need to be available to you, I need an event dispatcher. I need a queue system. I need some way to, to interact uh, with the page and take a snapshot. I need some way to interact uh, with S3 and upload to a bucket without pulling my hair out trying to figure out um, how their SDK works. And then you go down a level lower. Well, I need a place to store those private uh, Amazon keys. Where do I store that? Well, with Laravel, it's, it's already built in. You're going to store that in your environment file to keep it safe and secure. For the event system, uh, you can either fire an event, in my case, after a series is created, or you can even hook into model events. Uh, so as you may know, when you're using Eloquent, uh, whenever a model is created, well, Laravel will automatically fire a created event for that model, which means, in my case, if you had a series model, you could uh, you could add a booted method and then just say static. You call a method created, and then you pass it an anonymous function, a closure. So Laravel will automatically call that closure when a new um, series is created. So there you could do it, or you could fire an event. And then as part of that, you could register the events in your event service provider, or you could you could just let the, the automatic event registration that Laravel provides work as well. So there are so many different pieces of the puzzle that, that combine perfectly for, for any kind of use case you have. And this is just one simple one, but, but it extends to, to everything. Uh, and this is the huge benefit to, to reaching for a framework like this. Uh, at least a number of years ago, there was a lot of debate between using a framework or not using a framework, which to me, even to this day, still seems like a, a silly argument to be having because it really depends on what you're building. If you're working on some kind of um, web service or something like that that doesn't have a huge surface area, then yeah, you can probably just pull in the packages you need and you're all set to go. But I've never worked on a long-standing web application where I thought to myself years down the road, wow, I'm so glad that I did this uh, all by hand. And I wrote every piece of code by hand. And I'm now maintaining every line of that code by hand. Why would I do that when I could instead pull in a framework that is highly tested, highly contributed to, highly active, that I'm not expected to maintain every single day? Which also means when there are bugs and issues, those are being solved behind the scenes without me having to allocate my own resources to it. I can instead focus on what's most important, uh, which is uh, the features and the use cases for the project itself, not the underlying uh, utilities. But yeah, as always, it comes down to what you're building, doesn't it? It comes down to the, the skill level of your team. Uh, it comes down to, are you already maintaining uh, maybe uh, your own company framework that's that's that you're fluent in and that's been in development for years. Okay, well, you're still using a framework at that point. Uh, at, at that point, it's just a matter of which framework you're using, which is certainly valid. But I do worry sometimes um, when that advice is sent to junior level developers and they suddenly feel like if they were to leverage a framework that they're somehow doing something wrong or they're taking a shortcut or um, they're doing themselves a disservice when they should be wiring everything up by hand and they should be pulling in uh, and researching every package they need to make the project work. And then they they grab those individually. And somehow, if they were to do that, they would be a better developer. I'm not buying it. 
Anyways, that's it from me today. Uh, Lyrica Snippet, I will see you next time. <laughs>